You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. And with Christopher O'Brien, we are going to have a great episode this week. We'll tell you about in more detail a little bit later. But I want to talk to you about a couple of things, Chris. And the first is the age-old discussion about whether there was some military disinformation going on, particularly in the UFO field in the late 40s and possibly the 50s. We think of it continuing until the present day. But it goes back to, say, the Maury Island UFO case, where Kenneth Arnold goes to Tacoma, Washington, to investigate this case, and all sorts of crazy things are going on. Now... In respect to that, there's some comments from Jerome Clark, our favorite UFO historian, in a mailing list called UFO Updates, where he remarks there that Arnold wasn't the kind of person to really pay a lot of attention in terms of research. And of course, his first book, his only book on the subject was The Coming of the Saucers, which was partly authored by Ray Palmer. But Palmer published the book, and Palmer maybe exerted a strong editorial hand to the first part of the book, to put it mildly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Same with Richard Shaver. Well, Shaver especially, because Shaver's writing style was very straight ahead, very simple, but he wasn't a fiction writer. And Palmer, of course, was somebody who wrote science fact and science fiction, and so he would take what he got from Shaver, which was a straight-ahead article. And I knew Shaver, and I was very familiar with his writing style, and he would take that and he would invent a pulp science fiction novel from the basic descriptions and everything. Yeah. So your point is that Kenneth Arnold was embroiled in some weird sort of intelligence operation, you know, going on Ken Thomas's work and, of course, Kurt's work. So uh, build the bridge here for us. Well, part of it is that some of the information is only supported by what Arnold said in the book that he wrote with Palmer. And yes, we understand that Kurt Southerly talked to Kenneth Arnold some years before he died, and everything in that book was confirmed. On the other hand, we wondered, did Arnold really read the book or just assume that everything that he wrote down was translated in proper fashion by Palmer? Yeah. (laughs) Not like uh, good old uh, Bill Burns and Philip Corso. Well, you don't really have to wonder. Well, you don't have to wonder because in that case, there were complaints that maybe the editing was a little bit too strong. Yeah, the addition of uh, material, I think, would be more uh, appropriate. Yes, indeed. And now, as far as the government is concerned, that takes us to part two of this discussion. Now, on a couple of times on the PowerCast, we featured James Carrion, and he is a former international director for MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. And he and they had a falling out, and then he resigned. Shortly thereafter, we talked to him. But lately, he's become more or less a skeptic about UFOs. And his position is that some of the stuff that we read about supposedly craft with advanced capabilities in the newspapers, particularly in the late 40s, was not there to report a UFO sighting or some kind of strange event. It was all about spooking the Russians, about maybe the Americans are capable of all this advanced aircraft. We shouldn't attack them. Yeah. Yeah, you continue. Well, I think that's a big part of it, whether some of these sightings were of that. And certainly two events we can say, was this all some kind of government 
experiment with new aircraft, one being the Roswell case and the way it was handled. First, it's a flying saucer, then no, it's balloons, but maybe we wanted people to think it was a flying saucer. Then, of course, the Aztec case. We have the book from Scott and Suzanne Ramsey. The book, of course, is called The Aztec Incident, Recovery at Heart Canyon, and it goes into a great amount of detail about what they found. But a lot of the book is also covering Scully's presentation of the Aztec and also the allegations that two of the key figures in that case were really just con men. So, so basically what you're saying is James Carrion uh, is falling down behind the assertion that perhaps many of these early 40s events that have now become the thing of myth and legend practically in the culture could have been misidentified U.S. um, exotic technology. Or they could have been deliberately fed to the newspapers, knowing that people would say, oh, my heavens, we've got all these science fiction movies of the 50s. We have Navy Earth Stood Still. We have It Came From Outer Space, all these movies that are forming part of our culture. My heavens, E.T. is here. But really it wasn't E.T. is here. It is, look, Ruskies, look what we have. Yeah, yeah. I think at face value, I, I, I don't think that, that that washes. But if you add in the element of disinformation concerning potential exotic technologies that the U.S. maybe had been working on uh, for those two years after the war, then it becomes a little bit more believable in my mind as a, as a, as a straight, solid disinformation program just to fake the Ruskies out, if, as it were. I'm not sure if I if I if I would go there, but piggybacked on top of some sort of technological work that the U.S. was doing with its paperclip scientists. Now, Project Paperclip that, was interesting. We talked about that in a previous episode, where the German scientist is basically put in a little Rolodex kind of card, and if they do the right thing, they can work for us. If they do the wrong thing, they are exterminated with extreme prejudice. Yeah, ooh. Ooh. Well, of course, there are lots of possibilities. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, remember that Ian Fleming was an intelligence operative in World War II, and he used his experiences to form the character of James Bond. But if we look at what was going on there, we can look at several possibilities that some of the aircraft were really secret weapons. Some of it was put there to give the impression that it's really E.T. to cover the testing of secret weapons. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically, if you look at all this stuff, you look at Maury Island as far as an intelligence affair, if you look at Aztec, the possibilities of Aztec, the possibilities of the Roswell case, or anything else that was weird in the late 40s, well, some of that may have been involving secret weapons. But, of course, there are people nowadays who follow the case in Roswell, and, of course, we can see this with Aztec, too, with the Ramses. And they would rather have us think it was really E.T. It could not possibly have been some kind of government experiment. You know, I always go go back to the Horton brothers and some of the very exotic uh, futuristic designs that they devised in in the latter stages of World War II. And and the kind of similarity that uh, you see in photographs of some of the you know, more exotic Horton flying wings and what Kenneth Arnold reported in June of 47. Uh, I think there's some really interesting similarities there. And 
I think Carrion may be on the right track with with his thinking. However, I, I, I think he's kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think there's more going on during that crucial time frame of 47 through 53. There's There's much more going on in those six years that can be solely debunked as as being you know the testing of exotic technology or some sort of disinformation program to uh you know do a sleight of hand uh trick with the russians there the the washington flyover in 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 what was it uh july 51 i believe or was it 50 I, i i forget uh that to me is a really important compelling case and i don't think that was us Speaking of strange things, we've got cryptozoologist J.C. Johnson joining us again, and he and you and a number of other people were involved in an unusual trip with some very unusual discoveries. Very unusual indeed. Yeah, yeah, a little disturbing, actually, Gene. Disturbing? I guess we'll have to find out why it's disturbing. Yeah, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Okay, what did happen? On that strange trip just a few weeks ago involving David Childress, Ron Regeer, Clifford Mahuti, Gary David, J.C. Johnson. We also wonder if you won't send us a tweet at The Paracast, The Paracast on Twitter, and more. And J.C. Johnson is joining Gene and Chris next. You're in The Paracast. This is typical for many companies these days. Your colleagues work at home. Your colleagues are traveling for business. But you need to get everyone together for an important corporate meeting. Well, I have a solution for you, neighbors. Go to meeting with HD Faces. You see, this way your team can meet face-to-face while online, no matter where in the world they are. And it takes only seconds to set up. You see, Go to Meeting by Citrix allows you to collaborate on files and plans online. And with HD Faces, you just need a webcam to turn your online meetings into a group HD video conference. Of course, you need a computer with HD. We assume you have that. You want to see how easy GoToMeeting with HD Faces is? Well, my listeners can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait for this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST to get that free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting with HD Faces. How much are you spending on your protein? Did you know that at normal cooking temperatures, you lose 50% or more of the amino acids that make up your protein? This means you're throwing away 50% of your money when eating cooked proteins, and you're burdening your organs of elimination. Proteins are vital to your health. But to get the full benefit, they must come into your bloodstream as undamaged amino acids. One World Way is processed in a unique manner to protect the amino acids so they're easy to digest and use at the cellular level. The health benefits of undamaged whey protein are well documented. They are healing, reduced inflammation, increased levels of glutathione, detoxification, weight loss, muscle gains, more energy, and a better sense of well-being. If you want to have the energy to achieve your dreams, consider adding One World Way to your diet. Call 888-988-3325, mention coupon code KNOCKOUT, and you'll receive a free tube of Knockout Pain Cream with your order, which eliminates soft tissue pain in 10 minutes for 90% of users. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System system today complete with two black berkey elements for only 231 dollars and the berkey guy will ship your order free of charge with the purchase of a berkey light the berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only 39.99 that's over 30 percent off the retail price call the berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653 that's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com that's goberkey.com today If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800 800- 346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Yes, we have J.C. Johnson returning to the PowerCast so soon. So, J.C., the last time you were on, that wasn't too much for you, was it? It never is. Never is. I never seem to shut up either. (laughs) Yeah, I tell you, dude, you're great around a campfire. Oh, we can hear stories about his campfire exploits, but some of those stories may not be suitable for mainstream radio. Is that correct? Well, actually, I came away from our trip to the Grand Canyon, I believe... Chris O'Brien and David Atcher Childress and Mr. Mahoudi gave me two honorary PhDs. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> the one was a purely hard drinker, and the other honorary PhD I, I got was uh, pure homeboy determination. So I'm really excited about that. Well, I have to think that your degrees are probably more authentic than those of one or two people we've mentioned on the podcast <laughs> over the years. Yeah. I always oh, call boy. myself a professor, but to channel the late Long John Nebel, what kind of professor are you? I am a professor of ignorance. Wow. You like that, huh? I like that. Right. I want to get the story from your mouth instead of Chris's here. You guys all hooked up a few weeks ago. We had a great time. Okay. Great time. All right. So you hooked up a few weeks ago, and you had this great crew with you, and everybody has been on the PowerCast before. So these are old friends of ours. Of course, you were blessed by the Indian trickster himself, Cliff Mahoudi. 
those damn aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to be his favorite line. You know, one, yeah. of, one of the stories he told me that <laughs> I really got a kick out of is, you know, he's such a nice, nice person, down-to-earth person. He had come across some homeless guy, I, I believe over in Albuquerque, and the guy asked for some food, and he brought him food, and then he came back and brought him some more food, and the guy needed some shoes and stuff like that. And he kept telling Mr. Mahood, he said, those damn aliens keep coming in and taking my stuff. Now I need some more food, and I need this, and I need that. So Mahoodie's kind of warming up to the guy, and he thinks he's going to get a really good story. And he <laughs> hooks up with the guy again, brings him some more food, and he goes, look, it's one of those damn aliens. And he was talking about illegal aliens. <laughs> you see, nowadays, of course, the term is illegals which can almost yes. be a pejorative. It's almost insulting. You're an illegal. We don't pay attention to you. And that's one of those politically incorrect statements. But it's an interesting thing. So, JC, you and the rest of this amazing crew, which includes our own Chris O'Brien, got together a few weeks ago. What was the purpose of all? I, I think pretty much the cat's out of the bag. We read back in the Arizona Gazette, I believe it was 1909, a Kincaid gentleman, I believe he was with the Smithsonian Institution at the time, was doing a solo trip down the Grand Canyon, and he happened to look up after a particular rapid, and he saw some tailings, which would tell him that there was either something being dug or some kind of mining activity going on. So with great difficulty, he climbed up about 1,600 feet above the canyon floor, and he found a doorway. And inside the doorway, he found a Buddha-like statue and some Egyptian things a kind of a multicultural underground city of course he didn't mention there were any inhabitants at the time but we don't hear too much more about it after that article in the paper but there's still a lot of intrigue and chris has known this gentleman who's done over 30 years of research and that's kind of how we zeroed in on a particular area to go and possibly get above where the doorway is and we were probably very close what we need to do is go back in from river level and have a ground crew on the top, too, and kind of synchronize. Right. So we get to, uh, what we'll do is we'll take the raft down from Lee's Ferry, we'll drink beer for like two days and pee off the back of the boat until we get to the uh, location. But you got to tell me in more detail how this started because we're just getting like the well, end of the story. Okay. It, it, it's, it's really simple, Gene. I, as many of the listeners out there know, one of my many hats that I wear is I'm you know, a, a guide for private tours of, of Grand Canyon where I take guests from resorts in, in Sedona, spend a whole day, 10 hours with them, take them up to the canyon. We, we drive along the south rim and I give them, you know, the quality and quantity of information that, that's going to make their trip a memorable one. Most people going Grand Canyon haven't been there and it's a lot of fun. I've been up there almost 200 times and every time I get to the easternmost part of the south rim within the park at Desert View, I look across the confluence of where the Little Colorado Gorge comes into Grand Canyon and then does an S-turn and goes up to Lee's Ferry and then up to the Glen Canyon Dam. And I look across there and I wonder, man, it would sure be neat to go out there and stand right above the Sipapulima or the Sipapu, which is one of the most sacred sites in North America, arguably uh, the most to the southwestern Indians, the Hopi and Zuni in particular. And down at the bottom of this 5,000-foot 
cliff about three miles upstream in the little Colorado is the confluence of, you know, from the confluence of the, the Colorado is this place of emergence. It's a 70-foot travertine dome with a hole in the top. It looks like the original design for a kiva, which is a, you know, a sacred um, space that uh, Pueblo Indians um, do ceremony and stuff inside of underground. And so it was my idea to to go out there with an expedition and a remote controlled a remote piloted helicopter with a, with a video camera and do some aerial surveillance of the Sapapu area and then around the corner about 4 miles away this potential doorway that was discovered by um, S.A. Jordan and G.E. Kincaid back in 1909 and do some surveying there and and just kind of get a sense of what that part of the canyon system is like. Having been up there so many times, I, I, I just knew it was going to be spectacular. And I'm telling you, when we, <laughs> when we got to that point and we got, were graced with this view from there, it, it, it is hands down the most incredibly gorgeous thing I have ever seen with my own two eyes. And it, Unbelievable. It, it just it, – it, it literally took my breath away. And I've been to Grand Canyon almost 200 times, like I said, and nothing prepared me for what we saw. And uh, unfortunately, it was you know in the 90s. There was a 40, 50-mile-an-hour wind blowing. I was unable to get a pilot to uh, sign off on the safety of, of the gear by you know flying a remote-controlled helicopter in those types of conditions. So Unfortunately, on this trip, we weren't able to do any sort of aerial surveillance, although we'll talk a little later on, if you want, about an idea that we've come up with to, uh, to use the wind uh, to our advantage, use a giant box kite with a, um, a suspended camera. But that was, the, that was basically, Jane, the, the inspiration to do it. And I just put, put the word out to, uh, to JC and, of course, David Childress and his wife, Jan, and, and Ron Regeer and his wife, Dar, and Clifford and Gary David, you know, our archaeoastronomer friend. And we went out there, and, and it was very rigorous. It was super hot, windy. I woke up every morning with my tent collapsed around me. Uh, <laughs> I'm never bringing that particular tent again. Uh, okay, well, you have to talk about the tent manufacturer, maybe find one who's willing to sponsor the show and give you good tents for exploration. Okay. <laughs> I won't mention uh, Ozark uh, Mountain. <laughs> I guess we're not going to get any advertising from that company. It is a good tent design. What it is, it's one of those instant pop-up tents. It pops up like an umbrella, and it's great, but it's not good in the wind. Uh, no. Not good in the wind. Not, I not bring good my, my low-profile mountaineering tent for the next we'll year. We'll be talking about Mount tents Everest. and strange happenings all with J.C. Johnson and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Fake 
Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI-listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid, member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Only Batteries.com is where to turn for all your battery needs. In stock, fresh, guaranteed, fast shipping, non-rechargeable batteries, rechargeable batteries, battery chargers, custom battery packs, all brand names for all the batteries you use at home, the office, the cottage, and the car. Only Batteries.com. Get 25% off using coupon code 7500. Call right now, 1-800-660-7705, or visit OnlyBatteries.com. OnlyBatteries.com. That's OnlyBatteries.com. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. This is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Just a reminder that Rosemary Ellen Guiley has joined Chris O'Brien on some investigatory episodes, but not this one. We're talking about 
what happened, and we're trying to understand what happened when Chris and J.C. Johnson and David Hatcher Childress and all these people were exploring something in the area of the Grand Canyon. And we're trying to understand what happened, but we're trying to frame the background of this particular visit. So you got all these people together. How did you persuade all of them to participate, Chris? I didn't have to persuade anybody. I just put it out there as a suggestion. Everybody said, hey, count me in. We agreed on a date, and we made it happen. Ron McGuire uh, <laughs> showed up with two chuckloads full of food and gear, and as I was sitting there in the heat helping him unload, I, I said, Ron, man, you got everything in here but the kitchen sink. And he goes, oh, no, got one of those too. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he whips out a brand-new uh, Cabela <laughs> camp, camp kitchen. You know what? If we, we have a special section on camping equipment, we can get a lot of advertising, especially for those who want to do these on-site investigations. Okay, so you got the camping equipment. This was meant, therefore, to stay there several days? We were there four days. Okay. And you're still here, so you came back at least. Or maybe... Yeah, we did. Uh, JC had to leave uh, the morning of the, the last day, and so he wasn't there when uh, Gary David, Ron McGuire, Clifford, and myself had uh, our little journey overlooking the Sapapu area, which was um, south of, of the area that uh, we were just describing before, right there at the confluence. If you go upstream up the little Colorado, about two and a half, three miles, that's the location of the place of emergence on the river. We were, of course, up above, uh, 4,500 feet above. But getting out there was <laughs> pretty rigorous, and, uh, and the conditions out there are very, uh, very difficult. There's no trees for 14 miles. It's very low, uh, super tough sage, an absolute eggshell spiderweb of roads that you have to learn how to navigate by sheer <laughs> intuition. Literally. Yeah, the uh, three pages of directions you guys had, I think those ended up in the back seat. <laughs> right. Kind of went by after, after line about of the end of page there. one. Oh my the goodness! End of page one, we 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 realized yeah. that uh, this wasn't working. Turn left at the rock that looks like a bear, and turn right at the bear that looks like a rock. And yeah, you know, it's t tough directions, tough stuff. We made it out there. Yes, we did have a very interesting time. On the last day, though, we really had a wake up call. One of the things that we were doing um, while we were out there. It's all, you know, fine to be playing Indiana Jones and, and uh, you know, or General Fawcett out, or Colonel Fawcett out there in, in, in the wild exploring for unknown cities and all that sort of thing. But one of the other things that was foremost in my mind and in, in uh, Clifford Mahuti's mind was to conduct a, a ceremony, a blessing ceremony, and in his words, an apology at the place of emergence above it. And it was that last day that the uh, four of us, uh, went out there that we stumbled on what I think is a is a, a major potential news story. We had noticed as we were getting closer, trying to find the nearest road that would lead us out to the rim. Subsequently, we found out there really is no road, but we were able to get within two and a half miles of where Salt Canyon comes into uh, the Little Colorado River Gorge, and we noticed these very unusual helicopter flights, and uh, they seem to be going down into the Little Colorado River Gorge, which is a no-fly zone. As we got closer, uh, I was able to get video footage of what appears to be a fairly uh, sophisticated helicopter, private. It did not appear military. But We're not talking of a black helicopter here. No, no, okay? no. This, these are, this is not, I don't want to, to stir that particular uh, 
pot, but no, this this looked like to be some sort of construction helicopter. It had what appeared to be about a 70-foot line, 50 to 70-foot cables uh, slung underneath it. And the first load we saw looked like uh, a bunch of pipes that were being carried in by the helicopter down Salt Canyon, around the corner, and then towards the Sapapu area uh, in the little Colorado River Gorge. And I must say, Clifford was quite horrified (laughs) by this. And as we got closer uh, on the return trip, one of the helicopters came within a mile of us as we were driving and immediately altered his flight plan and and went down on the deck. And then the next flight that we saw, the one that I was able to actually videotape, they were trying to sneak into the canyon um, out of our line of sight. But we were just high enough so that we could actually see them about three miles, four miles away, diving down into into the little Colorado but entering uh, much sooner towards the head of Salt, Salt Canyon as opposed to flying five 600 feet above it and then going down. They were trying to sneak right down the, the extension of Salt Canyon down into the Little Colorado Gorge area. And we instantly knew that uh, by them altering their flight plan and trying to, you know, for all you know, appearances, trying to hide from us, we realized that there was something uh, very suspicious going on, and subsequent uh, research has uncovered a rather dismaying scenario right at the point where J.C. and I were describing the gorgeous view that we encountered that first uh, day we went out. They're planning on building a, a, a casino with a restaurant and uh, with housing for workers uh, in a 25, 27-mile road to get out there. And then there's going to be a mile-and-a-half tramway that's going to go from the rim down to the confluence, which is right in the area of one of the most sacred sites in North America. This has already been signed off on by the Navajo, who are custodians of this area, even though it's a Zuni and Hopi sacred site. It isn't considered to be a sacred site by most Navajo, but it is by the Zuni and Hopi. It's their place of emergence. It's probably the most sacred site in the Southwest. And much to our uh, dismay and consternation, we have discovered that this billion-dollar project has already been signed off on by the Navajo, and it may be tied into a new uh, water grab that's going on by the federal government, getting the the Indians to sign over water rights uh, for the water in the Little Colorado. And there's also talk of developing uranium, uh, potential uranium deposits in the area. And and this uh, Clifford... Going out to do ceremony that day, watching this helicopter activity, was really bummed out about it. And uh, at one point, I said, well, Clifford, it doesn't look like we're going to be doing any ceremony today. And he he rattled off uh, some uh, highly uh, naughty words and said, basically, (laughs) hell no, (laughs) no way. So basically, uh, he's capable of performing ceremonies. With words that maybe we don't normally use under such circumstances. Uh, well, commenting on why he wasn't going to do the ceremony, yeah, but uh, his ceremonies are in Zuni. I'm not sure what some of those words mean, but I sure, I'm pretty sure they don't mean uh, what he was saying in English. <laughs> also, we've got the local chapter house up there, um, down from the Gap. They are, are protesting this development. And they're the Navajo, and they're protesting it. They're not going to sign off on it. We're trying to stir up some other entities through the Zizuni and the Hopi and so forth to, to try to raise a little bit of hell on this. Because once again, here's how this works. With, with the tribe, and I've been with the Native Americans 
on the Navajo side for over 22 years. And I know how the politics work. You're probably going to get about five guys in high positions with the tribe that are be, they're going to become millionaires. And then they're going to offer a bunch of dead-end tourist jobs. And they're going to push jobs. The thing is, there's nobody out there. They're going to have to move people out there to this area to work in this casino slash rest, restaurant, tramway, everything else. And, you know, just some more dead-end, low-paying tourist jobs. Can I fluff your pillow for you? Can I live a mint on your pillow? Would you know? Would you like fries with that? It's a dead end thing. It's not going to benefit anybody other than a handful of people and the developers. And they've already signed off on this so far, but not completely. So, so the case here is if there's money to be made from any undeveloped land, the developers are going to be there and do something about it. Absolutely. And the thing is, I, I don't think they have the complete green light to go ahead, and they've already seen the helicopter activity. They're dropping pipes down there. You know they're going to be pumping water up from the Colorado because there's no water out there. I don't know where they're going to get water for this resort. We're going to have to figure that out, and we're going to have to look at the background of this area and to understand it even better. With Gene and Chris, we have J.C. Johnson. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag... All sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Emergency Essentials has Mountain House deals in June. Going on now, Emergency Essentials, the 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies, does it again. With up to 25% off Mountain House foods. Don't miss these savings. All Mountain House number 10 cans are 20 to 25% off during the month of June only at BePrepared.com. Mountain House foods have superior taste and a scientifically proven 25-year shelf life because they start with fresh or frozen foods, then cook, prepare, and finally freeze-dry them. All the goodness, flavor, and taste are locked in as if handmade from scratch. Mountain House, the same great meals enjoyed by campers and outdoorsmen the world over. Hurry, now through June 30th. Call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and the BePrepared.com low price guarantee. That's 800-999-1863. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. 
Now at DeseretFoodStore.com, sign up for a one-month supply of delicious food for only $99 with free shipping. That's right, only $99. Gourmet restaurant-style meals with a 30-year shelf life. Packaged in heavy-duty Mylar bags for easy transport and freshness. Meals like stroganoff, lasagna, teriyaki, five-bean chili, granola pancakes, and much more. Visit DeseretFoodStore.com, spelled D-E-S-E-R-E-T, FoodStore.com, or call 801-444-1444. Food for now, food for life. 37 things to hoard. Do you have the 37 crucial food items you can't survive without? When disaster hits and mobs go crazy grabbing food off the shelves, your family may be without food or waiting in long food lines. Prepare now at 123survivalplan.com. That's 123survivalplan.com. Many people don't have these 37 food items. Learn what you need to hoard now at 123survivalplan.com. Watch the video over 1 million people of you to discover the 37 food items that will sell out first when disaster strikes at 123survivalplan.com. Did you know that gold and silver contain healing properties? It's true. Since the beginning of mankind's history, gold and silver have not only been used as real money, but also for healing our minds and bodies. UtopiaSilver.com is your leading source for colloidal silver and colloidal gold, offering supplement protocols that can heal and enhance your health. Protocols for boosting the immune system, insomnia, yeast infections, herpes, and countering the effects of vaccinations and radiation poisoning. And now Utopia UtopiaSilver.com encourages the use of real money with this buy one, get one free real money special. For details and your colloidal silver and colloidal gold supplements, call 888-213-4338 and ask about 50% off for first-time customers. That's 888-213-4338 or visit UtopiaSilver.com, UtopiaSilver.com, fighting for liberty and healing one American at a time. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. We have J.C. Johnson with Gene and Chris, and we're talking about an unusual area located at the rim of the Grand Canyon that developers are looking to exploit. Now let's look at the background of this place here. What is it about this area that makes it so fascinating? In my opinion, it's the Grand Canyon in 3D. It's the wraparound effect. You are wrapped by the canyon. You're enveloped by the canyon. You, the, the, the view on the other side, I'll never go there again. I'm done. If somebody says you want to go to the Grand Canyon, I'll say, I'll take you to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> That's yeah. you have to. I've got the photos up on my Facebook, J.C. Johnson, and it's public. You know, you can go there and just look at the photos. But it was really just the most amazing view I've ever seen, and it was breathtaking. My knees got weak walking out to the point the first time when we got there. I could not believe what I was seeing, and we were making kind of funny jokes. You know, if, if the tribe knew. What they had out here, they'd build a four-lane highway and put up a right. casino. <laughs> and, and we, we didn't How jinx ironic. ourselves. Yeah, it isn't like we jinxed ourselves. This has been in the works probably long before March when they said they started this. It's been in the works for a long time. They're squeaking it uh, legally, I think. there's. Uh, it's highly dubious in my mind that the activity that I was able to videotape out there is legal. This is uh, a very sensitive uh, cultural heritage area. It's a no-fly zone because of the national park. I mean, the reason why the FAA was formed 
back in the late 50s, early 60s was because of an airliner commuter jet crash over the Grand Canyon, uh, which took 10 years to clean up. And it was right off of the point where we were sitting that first day. So there's some legal issues here that uh, I think come into play. And these guys, uh, they, they're feeling their oats because they're already getting, getting started on doing something there. Now, Clifford brought up an interesting point, which I'm not sure at this point whether I would totally agree with him or not. But I, I think it's a very interesting observation that this may actually be a cover for some sort of, of development of the underground city. That was discovered in 1909. All right, let's talk about the underground city. Now we're getting into the area where we may have some paranormal aspect here. What underground city? Well, uh, JC did a good job summarizing the actual claim of discovery back in in the spring of 1909. A prospector and um, Smithsonian archaeologist allegedly stumbled on an underground city that was very difficult to... to spot the doorway, you had to be right in the right spot to even see it. Uh, they climbed up there, they went in, they found uh, Egyptian and what appeared to be Tibetan Buddhist artifacts. This is uh, in Arizona. Yes, this is right underneath the area where we were exploring, uh, on the east side of the Little Colorado River Gorge where it enters Grand Canyon. And there's a doorway in Marble Canyon about two and a half, three miles upstream from there that supposedly leads into an immense underground complex that was that's not natural it was it was manufactured supposedly mummies were discovered statuary uh examples of obvious cultural art from the far east this is where the story gets murky allegedly the smithsonian mounted an expedition and went out there and spent three months we don't have any sort of of documentation of this of course all this has been denied over the years uh, people that have attempted to to back track this story according to the smithsonian uh nothing was no expedition was ever mounted but there are some reports that they did go out there one report one rumor has it that they actually were able to remove 109 truckloads of artifacts jack andrews who's an expert on this particular interesting scenario claims that that isn't correct that they never actually were able to find the doorway again which leads one to suspect that if this story is true and if they did actually stumble on this, everything's still sitting there. And if that's the case with our technology today, with ground-penetrating radar, we know exactly where the doorways are. We know exactly the length, width, breadth, and depth of this particular complex. According to Clifford, he has a hunch that they may be down there, a combination of cleaning the place out and expanding it for the mucky mucks when uh, the Mayan calendar ends and Y2012K happens and everybody else dies, that somebody has already got a leg up on going underground and being prepared for these earth changes supposedly uh, about to occur. Now, that's obviously we need to look at that with a (laughs) big block of salt, but find it very intriguing that the place of emergence should be just right there where supposedly an underground city is. It's kind of hard not to put two and two together. And J.C. has a theory that it's been inhabited. Okay, J.C. That if it's uh, there. J.C., you're here. I want to hear your theory in full detail. Let's explain it to our listeners. We've got other stories and different reports and things coming out of the canyon where you virtually walk through a canyon wall into an underground as you will, a facility, just walking through a holographic-type rock structure. You walk right in through it. And there's a lot of talk about that with even the Native Americans walking through a wall, basically, a wall. And there's people there still. 
in the, the Hopi creation story, we've got a situation where they were kept underground for a fire incident. There was fire going on, so they were kept safe underground. And later there was an ice incident, and they were kept safely underground by the ant people. The ant people? Yeah. Sounds almost like Flash Gordon. You have the clay people, now you have the ant people. <laughs> you also have the uncle people? I don't know. I'm sorry, that's a bad one, but I couldn't help it. Okay, explain who the ant people are. Um, They fed them, took care of them uh, while they were being sequestered underground for whatever disastrous things that were happening up on the surface. And then they were let out, and now they're out into the fourth world. And this this is the last world. This has happened three times in the past. So this is an area rich in stories, culture, significance to these Native Americans, and they're going to put a resort and a casino there. Does that (laughs) also mean, J.C., that they're going to basically destroy the underground city completely or just build over it or what? If if I know what I know of Smithsonian, if they can't put it in their little box and explain it, then they will put it in a box and they'll hide it. That's how they work. We've got just, just probably, like that last scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Exactly. We've probably got there's over 300 skeletons down in the basement of Smithsonian with the proper credentials. You can go down there and look at them. They're never going to put them on display because they're between eight and 14 feet tall. Some of them are pushing 16 feet tall, and they don't fit into their box. So they're just going to leave them in the basement. They can't explain it in our human history where these giants came from. This is basement logic. Yeah, basement logic. It's not even like a Warehouse 13. Warehouse 13, of course, is the sci-fi <laughs> channel show. You know what I'm talking about, where they have all these amazing artifacts of history stored, but those are living artifacts almost. Here, it's just like hiding everything. They're hiding lots of things. Lots of things. And I think they're the, they're like the original CIA. You know, okay, cover this Grand Canyon thing up. We we don't want uh, any um, foreign countries having claim to having been here long before the Native Americans or anyone else. We don't want this to get out. So hide it. Hide it. Well, we can't have the ancient Egyptians in America. How could that be? How could they get here? How would they know we even existed? Didn't Columbus discover America? Oh, wait, the Indians were here first. I don't think they were uh, prone yeah. to be discovered either. <laughs> was, wasn't a good time for them. There's, there's information, Gene, that uh, you know, cavemen from the south of France were able to come and cross the, uh, the, you know, the, the ice flows uh, that were all connected in the wintertime in, in, off of northern Europe and, and ended up in America 20,000 years ago. We know this for a fact. We have um, – Silurian points and other artifacts that um, that absolutely slam dunk prove that uh, European, you know, Cro-Magnon man, um, if you will, or you know, cavemen uh, actually were in America way before the land bridge theory, which has been prevailing for 50 years now about the the migration from Asia of the Athabascan people down into America 12,000, 13,000 years ago. This is pretty much. Uh, sure, there were uh, waves of, of immigration, but we do know that there is evidence uh, that has been verified of earlier inhabitation here. And there's also evidence that suggests the Mi'kmaq Indians of southern Canada and the east uh, actually may have emigrated the other way and developed into what are now called today the Picts, uh, the blue-faced uh, diminutive 
beings of the northern uh, British Isles. So, you know, as time goes on and academia, you know, kind of lurches forward uh, inch by inch, uh, more and more of this um, paradigm-shifting information is being accepted as, as, as uh, mundane. And uh, we find out more and more. And I think this whole idea of an underground uh, city at Grand Canyon makes perfect sense when you look at the oral tradition of the primordial cultures on this uh, continent. With Gene and Chris, we have J.C. Johnson, and that means you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carding to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So if the developers have their way, this underground city may be shut from access forever or hidden away that people who want to explore what's going on there will not be able to. Or maybe they want to just keep it for themselves. I would guarantee you if... Smithsonian did abscound all of the artifacts that they wanted. They probably would have floated them down the river to El Tavar and taken them out by mule. And when Could they were that done, have been done already or what? I think so. And when they were done, they probably blew the door again. And you can't clean up a mess like that. I think we can get down below with the information we have and fairly well pinpoint and find this door and we'll open it up again. How close did you get on this voyage? That's where we need some other techniques, some other alternative techniques to kind of take a look at some different situations. And Chris came up with a wonderful idea, floating a kite over the rim with a camera. And you can drop it down. With with all the wind current going on there, you could put a kite up there all day and drop it down below the rim, and (laughs) the wind would keep it up. And I think that would be very interesting. Chris, would anybody stop you from doing this, or do you think you can get away with it? Because this is really getting interesting. No, there's no restrictions for kite flying. We're just out here flying a kite, Ranger. (laughs) Yeah. No laws against that. Okay. No, that sounds like All you have to do is set it out there about three, 400 yards with an operable camera with pan-tilt zoom, and you'd be able to map the entire stretch uh, going upstream from the confluence point. This is sounding fascinating. I want to look at the legends here because every time we talk about underground cities and underground places, 
I'm reminded of a discussion. I did an interview with a book that Tim Beckley is coming out with, which is basically reprinting the old hidden world stories from Ray Palmer about Richard Schaefer. And, of course, we talk about all these underground civilizations. So do you think that if we, or if you, because I won't do it, of course, because I like to stay indoors when there are mysteries outside where people could be captured. And that is, if you guys did this, do you think you'd find something living down there now? Other than, of course, you know, rather wild creatures. I think there's a potential for some type of uh, race to be down there. We've all heard the stories about the hollow earth. We've read all the different reports, the different writings and things like that. I mean, there's a really good basis for some type of underground society, whomever they might be. And, of course, it's those damn aliens. No, we we don't know. (laughs) But there's underground cultures. I, I can guarantee you that. almost guarantee you that. Just... From the people I've talked to, the people who've run into the reptilians and things of that nature, that might be what these, uh, the, the Hopi are describing as the ant people. Well, maybe describe more about the legends that regard that particular area. What's been reported there? You're a cryptozoologist. Do we have Bigfoot over there? I'm not entirely sure. I think probably over on the North Rim, there's activity over there. I remember one time we were about four miles up from Lee's Ferry heading up toward the dam on the Colorado. And I want everybody to get their down. maps out. You know, let's do this here because of the fact that we're talking about a specific area that is on the map more or less. Can you tell our listeners to get out their maps, go to Google Maps or something and look at this and then paint the picture that they're going to see? Yeah, we'll have something up by the time the show airs. We'll have something up online. We'll have a, a map of the area so people can refer to it. Okay, go ahead, JC. Well, with this Lee's Ferry, what my buddy and I used to do is we would get down to Lee's Ferry, and about the last time one of the rafts came in, and they're motorized rafts, they put the people in up at the dam, up in Page, and then they run them down the river, I believe it's 12 miles to Lee's Ferry from the dam. Well, we would bring our kayaks and our canoes and hitch a ride after all the passengers got off. And we'd pay the, the people driving the boats in beer or cash. You know, Take us up to mile six or take us up to mile eight or, you know, take us up river. And then we could kind of hang out in one area and do a lot of fishing uh, where we could paddle against the current and get up river a little bit. We'd go up and paddle against there and then... Uh, we were in really tight with the people who were doing the tours down from the dam. So when they'd come by our campsite, they'd say, the buffet's at 10 o'clock tomorrow at mile 8. And we'd get there an hour early, and they would feed us, and then we would leave. <laughs> so Explain this great, to me. Usually when a buffet a starts at a specific a, hour, that's when it starts. So you get basically a chance to sample everything? Exactly. All right. And we did all this with beer. Beer is the currency on the Colorado. Let me tell you, it's a good currency. (laughs) And you can be a bum up there all summer if you want to. And you, you just you just pay for your parking permit where your vehicle's at, and you can you can hang out on the Colorado River, move from camp to camp. There's uh, but is it good beer? Whatever you can buy in Page. You don't want to buy in Utah because that's three point two percent beer. You go into Arizona. Did you ever think, ladies and gentlemen, on the PowerCast, you hear a couple of guys talking about the best beer to buy to explore the unknown? (laughs) 
Lots of fun up there. I, yeah. I miss it. I miss it. But, you know, I've, I've got more, I guess I have more responsibilities at this time. But you can spend a month there. And it yeah, doesn't, easily. Cost, doesn't cost you much. Now, this trip that you guys took, did it stop dead in its tracks when you realized development is going on? Or what? Well, like, th- that portion of it did, yeah. That final day, we just, you know, we basically turned around and, and left. Uh, we were quite crestfallen. But we did document the uh, the scene, I think, fairly well. I am working on a YouTube video as we speak um, that's going to be covering the journey. I'll, of course, give the Paracast a, uh, you know, first look at it uh, our, on our forums. But... Um, yeah, this was uh, Clifford was not happy. He was uh, actually quite upset about this, and and for good reason. I, this is a very tenuous time period that we're in. There's lots of cultural programming going on related to potential Earth changes, and you know who knows what could happen uh, over the course of the next year or two. You know, right now, we're at a very tenuous point, and I think in history, and and this was not a good sign to Clifford. Uh, he 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 really I, I can't underscore this enough. He was not a happy camper uh that day. We don't need to have this kind of stuff going on. And isn't it unfortunate that wherever in the country there is a place where they can build a casino or a new housing development? But I have to wonder something here. The housing industry is in pretty bad shape, development's in bad shape, the economy is in bad shape. Why pick now to build something like this? The Grand Canyon's rocking 24-7. I don't think they've lost a whole lot. I, I, I know they had some probably fewer visitors during this recession, but they're still rocking 24-7 up at the Grand Canyon. So they figure by the time this is built, things will have straightened out. Well, it's kind of interesting, too. You're going to have a luxury resort next to an underground city. Okay, guys, time to evacuate. Or do you think they're going Let's to, go to the, stage... Tours of the underground city for someone who wants to spend six hundred dollars or so per hour. You know, profit-making organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could could be. I, that's another thing that we were you know potentially looking for too is any kind of air shafts or air vents or anything on the surface, and we came across some monolithic type structures in a circle that we're kind of scratching our heads over. I'm going to be talking with Leonard Dan, Chief Dan. He's been a geologist for over 35 years. He's retired now. But I'm going to get him in. I'm going to show him on Google where we were, what the area is, because he traveled all over the Southwest as a geologist inspecting bridges and everything else. He knows every inch. And he'll tell me, oh, yeah, the Army Corps of Engineers must have did that. Or he'll say, I don't know. Or he might know. But we saw some interesting rock structures while we were there that I can't entirely explain or write off. Yeah, exactly. Of course, our, our resident uh, diffusionist archaeologist said, oh, it was just a bunch of guys in the 50s making a sheet pen, but that didn't quite <laughs> wash in my book. Uh, all I needed was a pickup truck with a couple of reels of barbed wire and some fence posts, and they could have had that thing built in, in a day, three guys. This took a long time. I mean, there are two-ton, possibly three-ton st- standing stones uh, as part of this particular very weird enclosure that we discovered. We'll have to talk about the weird enclosure and so much more with J.C. Johnson and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. 
nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space, and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed saving instructions and ship same day plus all orders over $49 ship free mypatriotsupply.com is american owned by patriots like you passionate about freedom and preparedness call now 866-229-0927 that's 866-229-0927 or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at mypatriotsupply.com choose the original choose the survival seed vault at mypatriotsupply.com Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics. Life's getting better. Attention, mindless criminals, thugs, and thieves. Go ahead, break a leg. American homeowners are fed up with your door kick-ins and forced entries. We now dare you to try your boot against any door reinforced with the Door Sentinel. The Door Sentinel pack includes a steel door jam plate with 3.5-inch screws, a lock shield, and hinge shields. The Door Sentinel installs in minutes, securing any front, side, or back doors, even French doors. Criminals, be forewarned, your lake will break before the Door Sentinel will budge. Even if you have an alarm system, back it up with the Door Sentinel. Basic products starting under $20. Order your Door Sentinel today for your home, garage, or any building you own or rent at MySafeDoor.com. That's MySafeDoor.com or call 678-648-6757. That's 678-648-6757. Get your peace of mind back with Door Sentinel. The Door Sentinel. Always on guard. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, 
Send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So off the beaten track from our usual coverage of UFOs and ghosts, we're exploring the underground city that may be no more or may be used as a place of refuge, depending on your point of view. J.C. Johnson, cryptozoologist, of course, Gene and Chris exploring on the Paracast. All right, what is this strange thing that you saw, these large stone thingies? Yeah, they were uh, just out of the blue. We're like, what is that? We were out scouting to get out to the uh, point where the confluence is, and we came across this, these structures. One was a small round structure. The other was a, a large round structure. I think uh, Gary David measured 70 feet across inside of the structure. Yeah, it was 70 long, 50 wide. Yeah. And just one of those scratch-your-head things, you know, I don't know. We're going to find out. So I think when I talk to Leonard, he's going to give me a, the scoop on it. I'm this is part you. one, then, where we're going to have more information as Well, we we're going to go back. We're going to go back, and my producer wanted des- desperately to come out there because we wanted to have some, uh, you know, some more audio equipment and things like that. And my producer came down with a situation where he had to go get some medical care so he couldn't make it out there. He wants to return, but when we return, we're going to have everything we need, and we'll have a budget. I love budgets, JC. We're going to do this again. Same cast of characters and probably a couple of climbers, experienced climbers who can free climb, put ropes up, the works. And we're going to do it again. We'll do it again. And one team will be on the river coming up with the climbers, and the other team will be on the the rim uh, exploring ahead of them with the surveillance equipment. We got it all planned out. But this was just an exploratory situation with the world's most amazing view is what it comes down to. And a really cool campsite that we found at the Bodaway yes. Gap there. Um, the nearest trees, Gene, are 14 miles away. And the last uh, stretch of trees that we could find near the area is where we ended up uh, setting up our, our base camp. Let me just ask you here. This involves a lot of mountain climbing as part of this because of the Grand Canyon connection? It will. All right. I guess I can't come. Eventually, eventually. I might come in a helicopter. That will save it, you know. Then again, the, the tribe might put a tramway down to the uh, door, and you can just take a tram ride down to it and go inside the hidden city. Yeah, I think that sounds more like Gene Gene speed. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, but understand, folks, I am not of this duo, dynamic duo on the Paracast. I'm the guy who stays indoors, and Chris goes out there and confronts the danger. This way, at least one of us will survive. What we found strange also is going out to that point, and we're calling it Mahuti Point now. So it's Mahuti Point. <laughs> going out to the point, there was a government vehicle there. Clifford said, well, that, that looks like it might be Park Service. And it was a GSA vehicle. What is it? Government Services Agency plate. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. each type of plate, or the, the type of numbers indicates which uh, agency or administration that it comes from. And Audrey called in that vehicle and the license plate and everything because we were concerned that it was there, you know, at least two days when we were there. Was it? I think it was there the third day you guys went out also. Yeah, and it, it looked like the, it had been there at least a week. So an officer from Tuba City, a friend of Audrey's. Who is Audrey, by the out. way? Explain who Audrey is. Audrey came out with us. Uh, she's a sheriff's posse volunteer out of Apache County. She does a lot of security work. And she's a good hand around camp. She's pretty good shot, too. So this this all works out good. 
So she called in the GSA vehicle. A friend of hers was on the way out, a, a Tuba City police officer, and they just got past where our camp was, heading out to the area, and she got called off of the call, which was kind of a strange thing. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. They called her off the call, told her to turn around and go to another call, and that somebody else was going to take care of it. So some some more weirdness for you. Okay. Let's look more deeply at this place here, not just your trip. The underground city, what about legends surrounding the underground city? Strange creatures, stuff like that. What kind of history does it have? I've just been doing some reading from some different authors and some different people who are talking about folks who, uh, one particular case, this person rode a donkey down into the canyon to a point, and the Native American guide said, from here on in, I have to blindfold you. So this person was blindfolded. And then right going, said they walked right through the rock wall. And inside was a room, and there were several doors. And the guide knew which door to go into. And they went into this door. They walked into basically an underground city that was lit. There were people there. Now you say lit. Lit with what? Fire? Lit with electric light? Artificial, some type of... You know, artificial light source, something of that nature. You know, like fluorescent LED? Um, not quite like that. Just, it was lit. Oh, boy. It was lit. And there were people there. And they were growing gardens. They had food. They had everything they needed underground. It's just a story. But, you know, the person says this is what happened, believe it or not. It starts to sound like either an underground refuge in case of some kind of natural or unnatural disaster on the surface or another civilization living down there. Well, and this isn't the only entrance either. I have a suspicion that there's more than one entrance to this particular complex. This Chris, is then the normal public entrance that we are aware of. It's, it's the only one that we're aware of because of uh, the 1909 discovery by Kincaid and Jordan, but... I've been told, uh, and I've done quite a bit of research about this particular aspect of South, you know, Western Native American lore. And to the best of my research, this appears to be one of five different Sipa Punima in the in the Zuni. I think the Hopi is Sipa Puni, and you know, the Anglo uh, white boy call it, you know, we call it the Sipa Pu. There seems to be at least four, if not a fifth. Uh, entrance into some sort of antediluvian or ancient tunnel system. Um, one is near Bandelier National Park. Another is up in the San Luis Valley. Um, there's uh, possibly an entrance uh, near Mount Taylor in New Mexico. And it, it appears to me, I mean, of course, if you believe Anthony Sanchez and Colonel X, there's one at Dulce. And um, that may be questionable. <laughs> Right, but that's not just, just because that one is questionable. Uh, I mean, all of them are uh, ultimately, but there's enough of a of uh, of tradition, and there's enough stories and legends that are cross tribal, cross cross cultural, that indicate that there is some sort of of ancient underground tunnel system that may branch off into complexes underground. Now, the U.S. government has the technical prowess now to map. Um, 
several miles down into the crust of the earth. So it stands to reason since this technology became operable, uh, I think in 1996 or 98, if memory serves me correct, uh, one of the first places they mapped was the Giza Plateau. The second place was the Yucatan Peninsula. And the third place was the Rocky Mountains in the southwest. So there's a good chance that if this technology is effective, we've already ID'd many, if not most, of these underground passageways we'll more. and complexes. We'll get into more of the underground passageways and more with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com If you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully, because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Only Batteries.com is where to turn for all your battery needs. In stock, fresh, guaranteed, fast shipping, non-rechargeable batteries, rechargeable batteries, battery chargers, custom battery packs, all brand names for all the batteries you use at home, the office, the cottage, and the car. Only Batteries.com. Get 25% off using coupon code 7500. Call right now, 1-800-660-7705. Or visit OnlyBatteries.com. OnlyBatteries.com. That's OnlyBatteries.com. 
Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? And this is the kind of show that you won't hear anywhere else, with J.C. Johnson joining Chris to talk about the voyage where, well, they ended up okay, they came back, or maybe it's their doppelgangers, maybe they're still stuck down there in the underground city. I'm still back with the ant people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not the definitely. clay people? I was hoping no, the clay no. people. The ant people. Oh, I forget in that Flash Gordon serial where they met the clay people, they were cured at the end of the movie in Chapter 15. So there are no clay people. I guess they became the ant people. They became the ant people. And they've been around for a very long time. I, I believe they're terrestrial in nature. And I don't think there's anything out there without an affiliation if we're talking about those damn aliens or if we're talking about something else. I don't think there's a non-affiliation. You're either on the side of good or you're on the side of evil. So we have to, you know, obviously they fed the Hopi and kept them alive during a cataclysm until they could return to the surface. These are probably not a bad entity. They're probably a good entity. They might not appreciate us trespassing. Who knows? Well, what are these people or entities? Are we assuming they're spiritual beings, interdimensional beings, native to the earth, just another race that we're not in touch with, or E.T.? That's a good question. Uh, we really don't know. The, the legends of the Hopi and Zuni would indicate that they're always here. They're as indigenous to this planet as we are. But again, it's really sometimes it's difficult to look at an oral tradition and, and nuances within that tradition and really be able to be, you know, real definitive with how you how you portray elements, events and players. So uh, to the best of my knowledge, these entities have always been here, just, you know, similar to to humans. So. They've got a job to do. And if, if, if they're working for a higher power and they're working inside the earth, they've got a job to do and perform. There's a lot of different attitudes and opinions about what's going on up at Dulce. If we talk with Richard O'Neill, he's the local original Bigfoot man from years ago. And he's he's actually a, a doctor, Dr. O'Neill, and he's got all kinds of credentials and certificates. But he seems to think what's going on in Dulce is there is this particular race of angelic principalities who have a job to do, and they're underneath the mesa there. 
and they're just doing their job, and we're a nuisance to them. Everything in the universe, we're the envy of everything in the universe because we have free choice and free will. And you put everything together, everything else is kind of robotic and doing what they were programmed to do, doing their jobs. We're the envy with the free will of the universe. Well, that sounds great in theory, JC, but we really don't know that for sure. I mean, people have been told this by um, supposed abductors and, and that sort of thing. You do have some legends and, and myths that you could equate that kind of thinking, but we don't really know for sure, you have to admit. Oh, absolutely. No, no. But overall, just, you know, with the reports of different people I've talked to, you know, the face-to-face -face type stuff with different situations, I kind of get that feedback and that feeling. And I, I, if we get into the alien aspect, the greys are not a nice group of beings, and they have no pity, no mercy, and we're like lab rats, you know, and they're, they're actually robotic in what they're doing. You know, they're sticking a nine-inch needle in your belly, or they're removing things from your body in, without anesthesia, you know. There's a lot of things you could look at and go, you know, this is not a good thing, not a good entity. And there's probably some entities out there that aren't bad, and they've got a job to do. But aren't we talking here about legend more than reality? Yeah, potentially. Sure. Potentially. Potentially. But, you know, I, this all is tied in to a lot of different things, and it all comes together, and it all comes back around in a circle. And when you start connecting the dots, it's really fascinating. Well, I guess we'd like to connect some dots about this underground civilization over there, or this underground city. What's the name again? Well, the actual place uh, of emergence is called, depending on the tradition, Sipapulima, Sipapuni, or Sipapu. Doesn't fall easily from the tongue, does it? Uh, lots of uh, S's and P's. I think a supapu is like the easiest thing for us to say. So Supapu. <laughs> we'll call it that. Okay. That's it. We'll call it that. Let's patent that name and get some money when they start using it. <laughs> I wonder what they'll call the eventual resort there. I'll bet you it's going to be called <laughs> the Sipapu Casino. That's That's sad. Very sad. And that grandma out there uh, that lives out there, out in the middle of absolutely nowhere, the grandma and grandpa, uh, we'd stopped and Audrey gave grandma and her, uh, I, I believe her granddaughter, some sodas, you know, just as an act of kindness because we kept driving through their sheep camp, <laughs> you know, trying to get over to the rim. And uh, what's going to happen to those people? Their way of life. They're running sheep. They're herding sheep. That's all they've ever known, and that's what they're still doing. What's going to happen to those people out there living traditionally? Yeah. Roughly how many people we're talking about? Maybe a few hundred, a few thousand in that area? Not even. I think you could, Chris could tell you, you probably maybe count on your hand. Maybe a hundred. <laughs> maybe a hundred. But now they're going to get a four-lane highway, and they're going to get the big city and everything else. And if it's, if it's a casino, then they're going to get all the things that happen with casinos, too. Out in the middle of nowhere. All the riffraff. In the middle of nowhere. So they're probably going to have to build a detention facility to detain people until they can decide where they're going to be sent to. You know, or they'll ship them all to Tuba City. This all sounds terrible, Chris. Well, it's 
pretty amazing that a, a, a very sacred you know, cultural heritage site can be sold uh, to the highest bidder and uh, developed without the cultures who don't have dominion over the, the actual land there but hold it sacred having a say in it. The Zuni and Hopi don't have any control over the area. They've been doing pilgr- pilgrimages there for thousands of years. But it's not on Indian land. the Navajo have then. political control. It's not on Indian lands. It is on Indian lands, but it's being controlled by the Navajo who don't hold the Sipapu as a sacred spot. At least most of them uh-huh. don't, to my okay. knowledge. They're looking for commercial gain then. Exactly. But there are also there's chapter houses and chapters fighting the development on the side of the Navajo. So you've got to give them credit there. Yeah, that's true. Not all. I mean, most of the Navajo, uh, as JC mentioned uh, at the top here, most most of the Navajo do not benefit from some of these projects: uh, the coal mines, the power plants, the dams, the uh, you know the strip mining. It's the controlling clans at the top that that get the money, and it's kind of Reaganomics. You know, they expect it to trickle down, but it doesn't. It doesn't. And once again. We've got some dead-end tourist jobs. We can make beds and flip burgers. Thanks. Thanks a lot. That's a wonderful career. And we sold out for these dead-end jobs. But I want to look more at the legends of the underground civilization, how these places might have been visited by the ancient Egyptians and so on and so forth. Now, since then, have there been regular trips to explore what's going on inside or what? I don't think between my, you know, Chris would tell you the same thing. I don't think we have any further information about anyone finding the door again or going back inside this underground complex. I don't think we have no information of that. No. That anyone's returned to that area and found the doorway and gone into the city. We don't know that. No one's published anything about it. No one's talked about it. It does seem strange, though, this kind of discovery and no one comes back. Well, uh, you know, again, there is a rumor that the Smithsonian spent three months out there. But, you know, I, I have yet to, to really fully accurately verify that. Um, we need to get Jack Andrews. If there's an interest out there in the Paracast audience, there is a guy who's been studying this particular scenario for over 30 let's years. Let's talk about this in more detail on our next segment. If you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, please write us. News at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. Or send us a tweet at theparacast on Twitter. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. 
the site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI-listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid, member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. In an emergency situation, would you drink contaminated water? You could if you had the amazing Life Straw from MyPatriotSupply.com. Life Straw is the most advanced personal water filter available today. It filters contaminated water from almost any source. Life Straw is lightweight and compact, perfect for hiking, camping, or in an emergency like a flood. Life Straw is easy to clean, comes with a one-year warranty, and has been used worldwide since 2005. Get the amazing Life Straw personal water filter at MyPatriotSupply.com. Plus, check out Survival Seed Vault, 20 seed varieties for only $37.95, Tatler canning lids, long-term storable foods as low as $69.95, and much more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy stress-free shipping on all orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927 or visit MyPatriotSupply.com. That's 866-229-0927, MyPatriotSupply.com. For emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Introducing a diabetes breakthrough, an easy, natural, organic way to bring relief to diabetics. Introducing MDS Forte, a concentrated super strength extract formulated for those who are looking for relief. What can MDS Forte do for you? MDS Forte reduces glucose levels safely and effectively, reduces cholesterol and triglyceride levels, increases HDL or good cholesterol while reducing LDL or bad cholesterol. MDS Forte reduces A1C, improves eyesight and circulation to the limbs, and helps with weight loss. Is non-toxic, caffeine-free, 100% natural, 100% organic, and comes with a 100% money back guarantee waiting for the side effects disclaimers with mds forte there are none order a 25-day treatment of mds forte by calling 213-405-5355 213-405-5355 or visit bestbloodsupport.com that's bestbloodsupport.com for mds forte a diabetes breakthrough Seventy, author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. We have J.C. Johnson with Gene and Chris on the Paracast this week. Before we broke, we had to kind of interrupt you there, Chris, and you were in the middle of a long description. Maybe you can go on. 
Well, I was just saying that there's there's a gentleman uh, with, by the name of Jack Andrews. Who Jack spent, Andrews, right. Yeah, he has spent a considerable amount of time researching this particular mystery. Uh, he's made the most headway of anyone that I know. He's actually come up with the grave of uh, Kincaid that for many years uh, nobody knew where he was buried. He may have, I think he's come up with some uh, pretty obscure uh, interviews that he gave towards the end of his life uh, to a local newspaper in Idaho. And uh, this has really kind of lit a fire under me to find out more about this particular uh, wonderful mystery. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for anything underground and, and mysterious. So um, this is something that I've actually known about for quite a number of years, this whole uh, underground Egyptian city. You know, I've always wondered, uh, you go up to Grand Canyon and, and there's many features that you see from the South Rim that have Egyptian names. Um, so I find it very intriguing that there should be accepted Egyptian names today in the canyon. Is there an and, official explanation as to why that is? No, not really. Uh, people say, well, that reminds me of the Pyramid of Cheops, so let's call it Cheops. They give an excuse. Well, well, you know, the rangers, they don't know. They're, they're just given the company line, and, and they, um, they memorize it, and they uh, spout it off to the millions of tourists that come there every year. Well, no, we, we need to claim a stake to Mahuti Point and, you know, put a sign up. Mahuti Point, no trespassing. <laughs> Can't come out here. That will last about three hours. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get it televised. We'll have a satellite uplink. And we'll chain ourselves to one of those uh, century plants or something that's blooming right. out there on the canyon canyon rim and get get some good press. I, I think we, we talked about this. We've been talking about this. Chris said, you know, this is probably going to get pushed through. There's too many interests. There's too much money to stop it. But maybe with enough activism, we, we can probably shame a few people. And, you know, at least make them feel ashamed of this whole situation. That's what I hope for. I don't think we can stop this. There's too much money, and there's too much money to be made. Is there anything to hasten the exploration to get what we can out of it then? We're going back, and we'll have proper permits as we did this time, and we'll do it again, and we'll have permit for everything we want to do as far as an endeavor. I want to find the doorway. If it's, if it, you know, if it's blown... We'll dig it out. We're going to find it. I need closure. Usually I get, you know, <laughs> I try to get closure on things. And if I don't, it bothers me. So this is something we're going to explore further with a, with a budget, with everything that we need. We're going to go back and we're going to do this again. This is going to be with the same crew or do we want to amount an official PowerCast exploration trip of some sort? Gene, Gene you're invited. You're invited, sir. Come on out. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> Ron's cooking is to die for. He fed us very, very well. One of the Does finest that mean that if I eat his stuff, I'm going to die? No, no, no. Okay, okay. seriously. He took good care of us. Yeah, he I'll say. a wonderful chuck wagon. Did a great a job. Wonderful chuck wagon. Everything and the kitchen sink. This is all the stuff, of course, that we're not allowed to eat. Uh, it was no, healthy. It was very healthy. Yeah, we ate healthy. It sounds like fun. Sounds like real fun. I'm not much on vegetables, and there was lots of vegetables, and he made the vegetables appealing to me. Well, we can, maybe you can open up a restaurant over there. You know, if they're going to have this casino and everything, you could maybe rent a concession and run the <coughs> restaurant. You know, this way on the side, you know, you can do all the explorations on the side, but still have 
the restaurant and make money from it to fund the explorations. Think about that. Sounds good to me. I don't know. I think uh, Clifford Mahoudi's going to be up there with fire bombs. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a jailed Indian elder. <laughs> it's very displeasing, disheartening. And like I said, we were we were making kind of like a joke. If if they knew what this was here, there'd be a four four lane highway out here with a with a resort, and we get back and. Guess what comes to surface? That's what's exactly is going to happen. So very, very disheartening. How much time do you think you have? A year or two? They're going to crank on this. They're already dropping stuff down there. Chris saw a helicopter payload of piping. So they're probably going to start piping the water up from the canyon. Yeah, that's, that's probably one of the first things. They'll do. They yeah, that's have the first water. thing they got to do is get the infrastructure uh, for, for water uh, taken care of. So they bring the water up, and that makes everything else work, and it greases the wheels to make everything else go into place. And they'll probably have a purification system for, you know, thousands of gallons per hour. And that's another environmental impact they need to look at is removing water from the Grand Canyon. That's, there's so many different things they need to look at as far as an environmental impact standard. And I this this has to happen. They need to do the studies before they bring in anything, and they're already bringing this stuff in. Can they complain to the EPA? The EPA is busy, you know, stopping oil pipelines from being built. What about this? No, we live in a fascist corporatocracy, so I don't think that's going to help. If they're paid off, they won't do it. If Ron Paul gets elected, the EPA is gone. Boom! Gone like that. Yeah. I think I agree. It's bureaucracy. We've got so much bureaucracy going on. What graces the wheels is the money, too. There's so much money to be made out there. I have a general question here. How many places like this are there in North America? This can't be the only one. We were talking about sacred sites being desecrated yesterday, Chris and I. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> this is well, they're, they're, they're really, this is the granddaddy of them all, Gene. Uh, Grand Canyon is number one on the top seven wonders of the world perennially every year. It's voted number one. Uh, it, it, it's not the longest canyon, widest canyon, deepest canyon, uh, but it is by far the most beautiful canyon. That's why it gets that, that coveted number one you know, uh, designation. But it's, it's such a vast area, and... It, it, it's just overwhelmingly large, so you could conceivably get away with with a development project like this for a certain amount of time before you'd be discovered or word would get out about it. So, you know, it's really unfortunate, but it would be like putting a, you know, a casino uh, right in the middle of, uh, you know, St. Peter's Square or, or trying to put up, a, you know, a, a pulled pork outfit outside of the Kaaba in Mecca or... You know, I I could come up with all all sorts of you know ridiculous bad humor about how you could actually equate this uh, in terms of other religions and other belief systems. This is the most important uh, sacred site, I think, uh, unarguably in the Southwest. And to to have such callous disregard for the spiritual traditions of your Native American brothers or cousins. Uh, I, I just find it reprehensible, and, and it's really unfortunate. And 
you know, myself and others are going to do what we can to at least alert uh, everyone that this is going on. But like JC said, you know, big money, you're talking about a billion dollar project. And, and once you get a ball like that rolling, it's very, very difficult to, uh, to stop it from going down the hill. So um, all we can do is marshal public support, uh, bring the uh, scrutiny of the media down on it, and at least educate people that it's going on before it's, uh, before it's a, you know, a done deal. And that's if we can get any mainstream media to even look at this. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we could, but it, it maybe. Or, you know, a program like 2020 or something, you know, get out there with an in-depth report on what's going on, what's happening. And they're not supposed to be doing this yet. They haven't inked the deal yet. And they're already dropping goodies down into the little Colorado and Salt Canyon. They're dropping stuff down there. Yeah. It's not done yet. Yeah. They know it's done. They already know it's going to happen. Yeah. They've already started. Well, when they changed, they altered their flight plan uh, because we were out there. I mean, we were the only humans anywhere near there uh, to our knowledge. And when they saw us, there was no doubt in our minds that they, they then started trying to sneak around out there with the, with the helicopter activity. And they, they definitely changed their flight plan. Uh, because they were they were being observed, so that indicates to me that they may be out there ahead of the curve. Uh, there may be some quasi illegal activity going on. We don't really know at this point, but we're making strides to find out. Even if they were doing some type of uranium exploration, they don't have the green light on that yet either. You know, there's no green light. Nobody said go. Nobody said go. Yeah, well, not that we've found yet, at least. So anyway, we can go on to some more less depressing topics. I certainly think let's, we should talk about current. Let's talk about let's talk about centaurs. Centaurs, uh, yeah, you're gonna love this. Uh, centaurs. I'll tell you what, that. we'll have to do the break and let our listeners wonder what we mean by centaurs. We also wonder if you won't send us a tweet at the Powercast. The Paracast on Twitter. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right. Every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. And we have to think here. Centaurs? We have Chris and J.C. Johnson trying to confuse me. That's what it's all about. Tell me more. 
Well, we, we jumped off the Grand Canyon and we jumped on the back of a centaur. That's what we did. Okay. So we're going in a different direction. I was talking to Chris about this yesterday, too. He was talking about the uh, Bigfoot activity out in this area. And I said, so, you know, I've, I've actually gotten more reports of centaurs than uh, Sasquatch this spring. Describe the centaur for our listeners. Half, half man, half horse. Okay. The, just, we're talking just like about of, uh, Greek mythology. Sure. We're talking about Wrath of the Titans or something like that. Um. This is what the people are reporting in. One of the most interesting reports and stories that's ongoing right now, and I'm digging deeper into it, I'm going to try to get Chris down for it, and we're going to go pursue these things on horseback. But there's a missionary situation with, I believe it's a Catholic church. I'm getting more details, but it's on the Apache Reservation. And the missionaries are being harassed and terrified by a centaur that keeps coming, walking through the graveyard, and walking around the church. I'm just going to stop. I'm gobsmacked. You know what Chris said yesterday? He said, that's crazy, man. I said, what? <laughs> the books you write and the guests you have on this program, you're saying that's crazy. It's something that happens out here quite often. And one of the best reports I got was a lady was working at a convenience store out by Blanco. And some Explain English Explain where that is to our listeners. Blanco is uh, just outside of Farmington, near the Four Corners area. It's heading out toward Navajo Dam, which uh, the San Juan River is dammed up, and you have Navajo Lake. And then they have releases out of the dam for the river, San Juan River, one of my most favorite places on earth. Anyway, we had a carload of English tourists Two of them were on the road blocking the road. They swerved and missed them, and there was another one on the side of the road. And they went into this convenience store where this lady was working, and they were like, Oh, this is so bullshit. They were all, you know, they were tore up about what they saw. And they said, Is this a regular occurrence? And the lady working at the convenience store told them not, not to her knowledge was this something regular that happened. And another report just outside of Farmington near, I believe, Waterflow, a road crossing during the night. This guy had a full view, and it's a really well-lit area, too. There's a convenience store and another store almost parallel to each other on the highway, and they've got a bunch of lighting there. And this guy saw a centaur cross the road. And just haul ass out of there, take off. Are we talking about a full-sized horse with the man's torso on it? Yeah. Okay. But what is really interesting, I want to get out to this uh, mission on the Apache Reservation and talk to these uh, missionaries that are being tormented by this centaur and, and do a stake out there. Now, when this creature or whatever it is shows up, does it physically have the power of speech, or does it growl? What does it do? I, I don't know. And, you know, we've talked about was there ever any vocalizations, and I haven't got any word back on that. But the heavy clomp, clomp, you know, it sounds like a horse running around. When it's on the pavement, galloping on the pavement, it sounds like a horse. So whether we're dealing with something interdimensional or something of that nature, it does take on a physical attribute to make noise when it's galloping or walking around. Now, other than this location, where else have you seen them? 
I put a sketch up on Chris's page on Facebook of a sketch Leonard Dan did of a centaur. And it's like a hairy man attached to a horse. And he's gotten reports himself. This is something that's been going on for some time out here. And I thought it unusual that I've gotten more centaur reports than Bigfoot reports this spring. Now, is there a historical record of this? You would have probably different names for it with the Navajo, and you'd probably have different names for it with the the Hickorya, Apache, and so forth. You would have different names for this entity. It's the first time I've ever heard about it, though. I've never heard of anything like this ever, anywhere. It looks Uh, to me, the picture, the drawing that you have on the Facebook page, this is on Christopher O'Brien's Facebook page, if he'll accept your request for friendship, what you're seeing here is what looks like a hairy man, hairy legs in the front, and the back is the horse's backside. And that's the reports that Leonard got. The other reports, something more along the lines of a more human torso and less hairy, but long hair. Long hair on the human torso attached to the horse. He must have a pretty good cosmetologist. Who, who are the people that do the laser hair removal? He's going to this need guy, he's, treatment, see. very big treatment, this guy, sure. It, it, it's like trying to, to pluck hair from a Bigfoot. You've you got to watch out. I mean, you got to really be careful. Really, JC, have you ever heard of this type of creature ever reported uh, prior to these, these reports? A few years ago, yeah. A few years ago. And then this year has been a lot more active with these kind of reports. And it's something I want to go check out. I mean, if you take on a physical, <laughs> if you take on a physical form, then me and Chris O'Brien can run these things down on a really fast Mustang and rope it and bring it in. Yeah, dart it. <laughs> I think there's a horse out there you can get. It's called Silver. They're making a new Lone yes. Ranger movie now, by the way. So I guess you get the great horse Silver and you chase after the centaur. Johnny Depp's been all over the reservation. All over. Johnny Depp, ladies and gentlemen, will play Tonto in the next Lone Ranger film. It's going to be Tonto without the pigeon English. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you mean, we, white boy? Mm, what that you say, <laughs> Kimosabi, none of that stuff. You know. Well, once again, Tonto is kind of Spanish slang for fool. And kimosabi means, what do you know? So, I mean, you know, that's a dysfunctional relationship with their names <laughs> right, off at, uh, right off the start. Yeah. Dysfunctional. Makes Batman and Robin look uh, normal. <laughs> or the Green Lantern. Well, with the Green Hornet, who was the great-grandnephew of the Lone Ranger and the legend, the Green Hornet, Cato, was the modern-day equivalent of Tonto. Yep. What that you say, Mr. Britt? Played by Bruce Lee in his first real major role. This was the TV series that only lasted a single year, and it was produced by the same people who brought out the 1960s version of Batman with Adam West and Burt Ward. And now you know, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the story. But how this relates to centaurs, I don't know. What you're saying here is that this specific set of cases and maybe something else you've heard is pretty much it. 
it's not something that you can go through history and say, let's look for the centaurs. No, I don't think it would be something ingrained in any particular culture or society out here in the Four Corners. I, I don't think, you know, like, you know, Bigfoot with the with the Diné, the Navajo, they call him Yeetso, which means giant hairy oaf, and he's also a cannibal. My wife says that also, about me. Gene, you giant, okay, giant hairy, hairy oaf. oaf. He also walks below the mountains and he makes the rain come. All right. But as far as something with with a centaur, I don't think we have anything really ingrained into the culture yet. With a centaur, they just Is this a recent thing that's going on? That's a possibility. They've just seen that's it. Could it be some sort of island of Dr. Moreau experiment gone bad? What do you think? Uh, my opinion on a lot of these different things where we've got a superior DNA combined with animals, we can produce something like a centaur or a mermaid or something of that nature. Yeah, we- talk about the uh, the mermaid sighting or the merman sighting. Um, what lake was that? Morgan Lake, and what it is, it's a hot pool. And I'll tell you, for, we're going to have to uh, talk about mermaids and not about Daryl Hannah with Gene... Not about Daryl no, Hammond. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Emergency Essentials has Mountain House deals in June. Going on now, Emergency Essentials, the 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies, does it again. With up to 25% off Mountain House foods. Don't miss these savings. All Mountain House number 10 cans are 20 to 25% off during the month of June only at BePrepared.com. Mountain House foods have superior taste and a scientifically proven 25-year shelf life because they start with fresh or frozen foods, then cook, prepare, and finally freeze dry them all the goodness flavor and taste are locked in as if handmade from scratch mountain house the same great meals enjoyed by campers and outdoorsmen the world over hurry now through june 30th call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and the vprepare.com low price guarantee that's 800-999-1863 the choice is clear be unprepared or beprepared.com
Did you know that 50% of heart attacks are brought on by infections? Did you know that hospitals are breeding grounds for antibiotic-resistant bugs like MRSA? The environment is infected with parasites, and the mild winter means ticks with Lyme disease, mosquitoes with West Nile virus, and cold and flu viruses will be on the rise. Protect yourself with nature's natural antiparasitic, antiviral, antifungal, antibiotic, Allicin, the heart of garlic. Get concentrated protection with Ali C and Ali Ban from AffinityHealthProducts.com. One capsule of Ali C equals 40 cloves of garlic or 100 garlic pills. With no garlic breath, Ali Ban has Allicin in spray, liquid, and cream forms with three times more strength than leading brands and cost less. Go to AffinityHealthProducts.com, spelled A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, HealthProducts.com, or call 877-888-7126. That's 877-888-7126. Protect yourself with Ali C or Ali Ban from AffinityHealthProducts.com. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI-listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid, member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, let's see. We started with the underground civilization that will be overwhelmed with an Indian casino. We have centaurs. We have mermaids and mermen. All right. We are with Jean and Chris. We have cryptozoologist J.C. Johnson. J.C., tell us more about the mermaids and the mermen. We've got a hot pool, which is a cooling tower. There's a there's a coal-burning plant out here near Farmington, and the name of the lake is Morgan Lake, and they pump the water through to cool the coal-burning type situations that they're generating power with. So the temperature of the lake in some places is 90 degrees, other places it's probably, you know, low 80s, high 70s, depending on how far away you get from the plant. Had a Navajo couple out there, and they were in a fishing boat, and I believe they had like a five-horse motor, which, you know, on a standard 12-foot fishing boat, they could probably crank along at about maybe 12, 15 miles per hour. They came across something underneath the water that was intriguing to them, covered in scales, but it had a human form. And it was swimming like Aquaman. And they gave pursuit. They started pursuing this swimming thing, and it was really hauling butt. And there's a freshwater system that's brought in from the San Juan where they can really crank some water in to fill the lake up. 
And it went into the freshwater channel, and their outboard couldn't go up any further. That's as far as it could get, and that's where the merman escaped. But they were right on top of this guy, and he was barely in front of them as they were pursuing the swimming merman till he got into the freshwater channel. Uh, did they describe it as having, like, a fish tail, like a, your typical? Uh, yes, 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 but there was a split. There was a split. And he, this merman was, you know, cranking along, you know, 12, 15 miles per hour underwater. That's pretty quick. So, I mean, I don't think they were on top of a diver in some unusual suit. I'm, I'm taking them for what they saw. Have you ever had any reports like this before of aquatic humanoid forms? When we get into a, a different situation, there's a snake girl or snake people, and they swim in schools on the San Juan River. Now, that might be the merman-mermaid kind of situation only being described differently by the locals as snake people. Also told that the snake woman, snake girl, snake people sometimes submerge themselves in water holes out in the desert and wait for livestock to come and drink or wild animals like deer and so forth to come and drink and then they harvest them, jump up out of the water and kill them and eat them. Oh, boy. Man, that would that would ruin my fishing trip. <laughs> well, you know, imagine me cruising down the river in my 12-foot kayak thinking about all this stuff. Okay, I've got giant snakes that could probably swallow my boat. Anaconda. Snake girl, and I've got people. This is all a great time. <laughs> and this murky water is going to cover up anything that's down there. As far as mermaid legends, anything else around the world that you've looked into? Not really, no. And there's, it's, it, goes, it goes a long ways back. And it goes back to, I, I believe, a DNA manipulation. In, in my opinion, it goes back to Genesis 6. Well, DNA manipulation says E.T. came here and was having a little bit of fun with us. Well, that's what I told David Hatcher Childress around the campfire. I said, you know what? I'm on the same page as you, but instead of saying ancient aliens, I would say ancient angelic principalities. It's just you say tomato, I say tomato. Well, I guess they were alien as far as to us. <laughs> Either way, there's a DNA manipulation that went on some years ago that affected us to the point that there was the necessity of a flood to wipe out most of it. Sure, I understand. And then we go on with further situations where we've got tribes of the Anakim, which are probably Anunukai, the Anakim and other giant tribes that needed to be wiped out by direction. It was a bad seed. They had to go. And we've got early people in biblical history who took this upon themselves to go and do this. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's uh, all pretty bewildering, but there's got to be something to uh, the myths and legends that have come down to, you know, generations. I, I think there's, there's something, a kernel of truth at, at the core of many of these uh, stories. And there's too many similarities between versions cross-culturally around the world uh, it's just too coincidental for, for there not to be some sort of germ of truth somewhere um, at the core of, of these traditions because there's 
there's there's too many similarities. So this is the big I, I, the big thing, Chris, and that is that we have consistency of these legends around the world. It's not as if you know one particular tribe or something has a legend, and another one has a different legend. It is similar legends everywhere, which leads you to believe there was one some sort of meeting of the minds among all these early civilizations. Number two, it's real. Yeah, well, I I, I always have come down on the the side of of there being commonality, um, there being correlation um, at the core of many of these traditions. When I wrote the book Stalking the Tricksters, I, I went through and looked at all the various trickster forms from around the world, and I was absolutely amazed at uh, the the variety and similarities uh, between a lot of these uh, traditional cultures uh, versions of these uh, trickster forms, and and I think the same holds true into the paranormal, into the realm of uh, crypto uh, creatures and and fantastic uh, uh, phenomenal. Um, Entities, if you will, and uh, there's too much similarity. So, I think we need to factor out a lot of these potential closed system explanations before you know. Again, uh, we jump off planet, but that's just me, Jane. I'm kind of weird that well, way. Well, I understand though. If you're getting evidence of ancient Egyptians in some place in Arizona, in an underground city, and you have to wonder why go underground? What were they doing? Why would they do this underground to hide this stuff or? Because they were protecting themselves from some kind of outside cataclysm. That would be my opinion, is they were protecting themselves from some type of cataclysm. So that And the Hopi peoples. I mean, this is one thing we discussed, too, with Clifford Mahoudi and Ron and so forth. When you have oral tradition and you pass it on from generation to generation, they get together every year and they tell the stories and they would say, well, Joe... You didn't tell the story quite like that last year, okay? You're not. We're not on the same page anymore. You know, you told the story this way last year. So oral tradition is checked up on every year with the elders. This is something I try to understand. Yes, this is something I try to understand with this situation. How do you keep the stories the same year after year? Because when you tell something to eight consecutive people. And each person in term is asked to repeat even a very brief story or a joke. They're going to get it so entirely screwed up by the end of the eighth retelling that you have to wonder how the oral tradition survive generation after generation. We'll get into more of this very shortly. With Gene and Chris and J.C. Johnson, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Emergency Essentials has Mountain House deals in June. Going on now, Emergency Essentials, the 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies, does it again. With up to 25% off Mountain House foods. Don't miss these savings. All Mountain House number 10 cans are 20 to 25% off during the month of June only at BePrepared.com. Mountain House foods have superior taste and a scientifically proven 25-year shelf life because they start with fresh or frozen foods, then cook, prepare, and finally freeze dry them all the goodness flavor and taste are locked in as if handmade from scratch mountain house the same great meals enjoyed by campers and outdoorsmen the world over hurry now through june 30th call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and the beprepared.com low price guarantee that's 800-999-1863 the choice is clear be unprepared or beprepared.com now at DeseretFoodStore.com, sign up for a one-month supply of delicious food for only $99 with free shipping. That's right, only $99. Gourmet restaurant-style meals with a 30-year shelf life. Packaged in heavy-duty Mylar bags for easy transport and freshness. Meals like stroganoff, lasagna, teriyaki, five-bean chili, granola pancakes, and much more. Visit DeseretFoodStore.com, spelled D-E-S-E-R-E-T, FoodStore.com, or call 801-444-1444. Food for now, food for life. 37 things to hoard. Do you have the 37 crucial food items you can't survive without? When disaster hits and mobs go crazy grabbing food off the shelves, your family may be without food or waiting in long food lines. Prepare now at 123survivalplan.com. That's 123survivalplan.com. Many people don't have these 37 food items. Learn what you need to hoard now at 123survivalplan.com. Watch the video over 1 million people of you to discover the 37 food items that will sell out first when disaster strikes at 123survivalplan.com. The summer specials are on at HHA, Herbal Healer Academy. Current customers know this is the time to save big at HerbalHealer.com. And you customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Right now, Herbal Healer's summer specials include our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale, liquid CalMag vitamin D and organic iodine, CoQ10 with Hawthorne, Colon Enhancer, Super 2, Natural Laxative, our exceptional product Tonixin, Memory Power, and Super Male and Femplex, all on sale for summer at HerbalHealer.com. Also get 10% off on the Herbal Healer Academy Survival Course, information that might save your life. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on to our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988. Herbal Healer Academy at HerbalHealer.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. And we have J.C. Johnson with Gene and Chris, and we're talking about transferring the oral tradition. So around the campfire, J.C., you're saying they will test the accuracy year after year. 
of these particular tales? Not around the campfire. Uh, this is all done. This is all done under very specific conditions. These stories are taught the young people, the young initiates. Uh, it, this is a, a, a year's process. Uh, many years go by before they're allowed to to actually recite these things uh, in any sort of ceremonial way. Even the inflections of the words have to be correct. Okay, so we're talking about a really intense training program. And maybe we should have that in our schools these days so people can remember <laughs> things better. I'm serious. I mean, if Indian civilizations can remember things centuries, thousands of years away, and retain this tradition and convey the information accurately year after year because they're undergoing a training process as observers, as reporters. Why can't we do that? Well, that's what we're trying to do, um, and it's because of the No Child Left Behind initiative. Uh, we're now, instead of teaching kids, we're, what we're doing is we're uh, forcing them to memorize um, so that they will uh, just parrot back to the teacher uh, on tests the exact answers um, they're they have blinders on. Uh, we're da- putting a dampening uh, effect on creative thinking and outside-of-the-box uh, thinking. And we're actually dumbing down our students because we're making them um, better test takers. They're robots who could basically take tests. And they go out into the real world trying to apply that practical knowledge and problems arise. Exactly. Uh, when I worked here uh, with uh, Stage uh, 3D Productions here in Sedona, we would get... Uh, resumes and requests from newly graduated film students, uh, film school students from the Zachy Gordon Institute. And uh, the few that we did hire, we literally had to untrain them or uneducate them and then train them how to do it in the real world. So there's two different, <laughs> there's two different paradigms going on here. One is, is an academic sort of approximation of, of the real world and you have the real world. And unfortunately, the two don't don't meet up in traditional indigenous cultures. It's all one thing, so you don't have that that sort of weird disconnect, uh, for lack of a better word. So they knew how to educate their children all these years in the indigenous civilizations among these people, but we can't figure out how to do it with all our advanced technology. An oral tradition tells us a lot of different things, especially from. Leonard Dan's oral tradition, it goes far, as far back as remembering that at one time there were two moons. That's how far back from his clan the oral tradition has been repeated. At one time there were two moons, and these were stories that his grandfather told him. How long ago are we talking about here? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I, I remember rolling up on Leonard Dan one day. We were doing a river trip. And he was in his kayak that we specially kind of designed for him. Something blew up out of the brush, and this is some years ago. And I I heard it explode up out of the brush, and he kind of beached his kayak a little bit, put the nose up on the shore, and he was like kind of peeking around, looking around. And I rolled up on him. I go, what was that? Was that a deer or an elk or what What the hell was that? He goes, oh, it was a cocopelli. I'm going, okay. And later by the campfire, we got the rest of the river party down. We set up and got their tents put up, and everybody's all comfy and happy, having a few cold ones by the fire. And I asked him, I said, Coco Pelli's the flute player. He goes, no, Coco Pelli 
was the house pet of the Anasazi. And who named the Anasazi? The Navo. It means ancient enemy. He said uh, they were particularly vicious little creatures. I said, well, it's a flute player. He goes, no. He goes, that's the tube that comes out of the back of their throat to suck the blood of the victim after they slash the jugular vein with their claws on their front hands or whatever. Okay, we got vampires back in this again. We've got chupacabra. Cocopelli is chupacabra. Right, but I'm saying it's the vampire tradition. Yeah. But you, you imagine, you know, you, you come home and, you know, <laughs> what, what do you feed your cocopelli when you come back from working your fields all day? Well, you know, you have it as a pet, of course. You have to, <laughs> you have to walk the creature. And then, of course, yeah, then of course you buy, you buy the, the food over at the local supermarket. But, you know, I was, I was blown away by his description of what cocopelli really was. And it's unfortunate we get two or three... PhDs, they get together and decide something is so, it becomes fact, where we have no written history from the Anasazi other than the rock drawings they left us, and they come to these conclusions, and Cocopelli's been romanticized as so many different things, when actually Cocopelli, in my opinion, from Leonard's oral tradition, is Chupacabra. Are they friendly, dangerous, what do we say? I think they're. I think they're very dangerous. If they're sucking your blood. I guess it would be. Well, we've got a lot of different uh, outfits running some cattle down along the San Juan River, and Leonard says they'll jump up on a cow's back and ride them till they get comfortable with them. Then they bust open a vein and take the blood out, and then they will hold the vein till it coagulates back together. He said some of these cattle. Coming into the slaughterhouses, if you look, would have dozens of scars on their back. Does that convey some sort of disease? No, it's just the scars from the cocopelli chupacabra opening up the veins to get some blood. They're not basically bleeding the creature dry, just taking a little no. little slip. No, that's what Leonard said. These ones are smart. You know, you've got stuff down south, South America. They go crazy and they rip up 40 goats and suck them dry. And take off. He said, "These ones are smarter." Yeah, it's and like the Maasai in Africa. They'll they'll uh, walk for many miles with their herds of cattle, and they'll have selected cattle where they they stop the herd, and then they'll they'll make a slit in the jugular vein of the cow, and they'll drink uh, lunch, and then put some mud and plaster on it uh, so that it coagulates, and then keep walking. Exactly. Sounds like smart creatures. Do they do that with human beings too, or is it just cattle? I have no idea. I have no idea. I've seen their tracks, too, and it looks like a little baby's foot with long, three long toes. And Leonard said that they walk with the claws retracted. So I've never seen a track where, you know, their claws were out. But the bottom feet that they have, look, it looks like a baby's foot with three very longer toes. You're going to scare everybody in the audience out there from ever hanging out in Farmington. <laughs> We're at the epicenter of the high, strange weirdness. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's so it would appear. Okay, so how about just a plain, ordinary flying saucer? I can't catch one. Well, have you caught I anything? What have one. you caught? Have you caught anything, seriously? <sighs> um, we're involved, uh, some of us out here, in uh, a DNA study. 
where we've been able to produce uh, blood, skin, and hair, and on another situation, some more blood for a, a very large study that's going on probably at this point with over 130 samples on a global scale. So without physically catching Bigfoot, or a furry one as I call them, we've contributed to something that's going to reveal that we're sharing this planet with something we can't explain. I think that's really what it comes down to. But we've got their DNA. Gotcha. Okay, that's the Bigfoot, but what about the UFOs? I can't catch one. Okay. I can't catch one. I'm I'm curious. I mean, we look at all kinds of wonder, wondrous things going on in the night sky, and we wonder, is that ours? Is that theirs? Is that them? Who's the them? We don't know. JC. I can't fly up there and catch one. So I'm, my interest in things going on in the night sky are probably a lot less than most people. It's, you're fascinated, but you can't catch it because you can't catch it. You can't put your fingers on it. You can't take DNA samples. Maybe you're not quite as interested. We have J.C. Johnson with Gene and Chris. For one more segment, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. For a long time, you've heard me talk about building your own food supply with eFoods Direct. As a listener, you know why you need to have a supply of the best storable food on the planet. Every day, we document the attempts to take control of our lives. But there's one thing we can all control. Your greatest dependency, food. eFoods Direct products are made with only the best ingredients and none of the trash and contaminants like trans fats, GMOs, or MSG. This food is nutrient-dense and tastes great. It's simple to make, portable, and has a shelf life of up to 25 years. Now with eFoods Direct, you'll get the most affordable, best-tasting food you can buy. And the new products and pricing will blow you away. Compared to other food sources, including home-cooked meals, you can cut your food cost in half. You just can't afford to ignore this. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex for specials. Don't let this offer pass you by. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. Or the best for less guaranteed. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and Body Extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and Body Extract for long and healthy life. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We have J.C. Johnson, and as far as UFOs are concerned, or flying saucers, or whatever you care to call it, he's not quite as interested because he can't reach up and touch that thing. Well, Gene, I wonder where J.C. comes down on the Aztec crash, uh, having lived in that area for decades. What is your uh, feeling about the 1949 Aztec uh, crash that uh, is being covered in Scott uh, Ramsey's new book? Out in that area, there's just nothing grows. Nothing grows. Not since the whatever happened there, nothing grows. And they do tours out there and things like that. Something happened there. Something interesting happened there. Was it one of our things, something we were working on that crashed? I don't know, but nothing grows there. The whole area that they're talking about. It's null and void of any kind of life or vegetation to this day. How far are you from Aztec? About 12 miles. Oh, okay. Now, do the people in Aztec talk about this case? Some of the old-timers still talk about it. And they've all been in books and everything else. And then there's a lot of tight-lipped things going on out there also. This was, uh, I guess, last year they canceled the UFO convention that they normally have there. They canceled it. Right. So it, I don't... It, it started getting a little new agey, and they couldn't attract the, uh, the folks to travel you know, all the way there. I'm really tolerant of people wearing tinfoil hats. I, I don't have a problem with that. It's okay. It's you, all right. You would have loved the Mystic Barber. 
He wore the tinfoil thing to ward off evil aliens and Deros. He really did. I wonder if you could wear a tinfoil hat and ward off the infrasound from Sasquatch. That's interesting. Think about that. The what sound? The infrasound or the mind speak or, as Matt Moneymaker says, getting zapped. Hmm, That's interesting. Probably make it bounce around inside your skull all that much more. That's probably worse. And my my brain is beer-soaked as it is. It's not going to bounce around too much. Yeah, it just kind of slosh around. It's not going anywhere. They, they got me in the line between the legs. That's the last time I got zapped. And I woke up in the morning, and if I was going to say I got zapped or whatever, whatever it is that's going on with your brain, when they rewire your brain, and a lot of the Native American descriptions of Sasquatch the name translates down to the one who makes you forget. And I've been zapped a few times. This is their version of the Neuralizer. I think so. The Neuralizer, ladies and gentlemen, is the device they use in the Men in Black movies, all three of them, to wipe your brain clear of what you saw. Well, I don't know what happened to me on Mount Shasta, but I don't remember. Probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I yeah, we, do we not, talked about that. Yeah, we talked I do not that. know. And you're not a crazy man. You're not all these other things. You got zapped. As Matt Moneymaker would say, you, you got zapped. I, I've seen uh, Igor Borsev uh, in, in a video where he was up in uh, Washington State, and he had to move off this trail because he was getting zapped. And they, they ran him down the trail, and do you feel better now? He says, yeah, yeah. But he knew what was happening to him. Well, I don't know what happened to me, but it scared the feces out of me. Oh, boy. Got real close there. And you have to kind of think here, that's just like missing time. Exactly. exactly. Ooh, we said it at the same time. Exactly. 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 It's also synchronicity, ladies and gentlemen, that these two people widely apart in terms of distance not that far apart are saying the same thing at the same time not visually seeing each other all you can see basically when you connect I have Chris's picture from about 40 years ago I have JC with the glasses and everything Chris's picture is a question mark oh you see the question mark no I see a real picture It, it makes you wonder that's right why are they different it makes you wonder this is a mystery here who is Chris O'Brien is he really He's a, a trickster? Question. Ooh, that makes you think, too. That's right. Yeah. I've been called a lot of things, but I hate it when I get called late for dinner. But the last time I got zapped was in Line Between the Lakes in Kentucky back in June of last year. And I got up in the morning, and I got hammered, hammered. And I, I tried to fight it. Normally, what I'll do is I, I play the Rolling Stones in my my onboard iPad, you know, that's in my brain. I start cranking out the Rolling Stones or something, and I, I block it. They got me, and they got me bad. I mean, I had to exit my tent, and I had everything coming out of all exits by the time I got to the back of the woods. They got me. They hammered me. Isn't it oh fascinating my. how iPads get into the equation everywhere? Everybody's got an iPad. The local rental office at the complex where I live, they're getting iPads now. Well, I have an iPad built into my brain. 
Oh, is that, that it? When, I, when, when they're trying to zap me, I start playing the Rolling Stones or something. Any particular song? And I push them up. Sympathy for um, the Devil or something? Yeah, I was oh, going to say. She's So Cold is, is good. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> no, She's So Cold. That's a good song. Right. And oh, I'm so hot for who? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And it, it freaks them out. They're like, why is he playing this? And we can't get to him now. But they got me. Ding, 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 Once, ding, 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 ding. Once they got me, they got me. I don't want to assume what they're drinking at this point in the show. Yeah, you were talking about getting up in the morning and being hammered. They got me hammered. They hammered like me. You had a heck of a party the night before. No, no. On location. We're on location. I couldn't resist. That's okay. Hey, I saw you in action. The devil made him do it. No, he's uh, he's all business when he's out in the field. Uh, this was our first chance to really get out and explore together our, uh, during our recent trip. And uh, and I could tell JC's uh, spent a lot of time in the outdoors and just has a natural sense about him when it comes to uh, new and different places and, and rather uh, strident uh, conditions. <laughs> I'll tell you. I've always wondered what it would be like to be in the world's largest blow dryer, and I found out when we were out there that <laughs> second day. I mean, we're talking 40, 50 mile an hour steady wind, and it's like almost 95 degrees out. It, but we adapted to every situation. That's when you have a successful outing or expedition is when you adapt to everything. And we did. We all pulled together. This is how this works. Let's do this. Let's try that. And if that doesn't work, then – we put our minds together and we try something else. You know, just getting shade was a challenge. Yeah. Oh, my there. God, yeah. Oh, shade was, uh, I mean, it's it's a good thing we didn't try to camp further out, boy, I'll tell you. We were all walking commercials for ChapStick. I'm, I'm <laughs> Gatorade. Okay, we just a minute, just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. ChapStick, Gatorade, let's send the salespeople after them and maybe get them on the next <laughs> show to sponsor us. Yeah. Right? Well, poor Ron Regeer. Now we we need to to shout out to him. Uh, the day after he got back, he discovered he had a detached retina, which he had to have surgically reattached. Oh boy! So, so it was it was uh, it was. I mean, we were talking real rigorous conditions out there, and um, I'm glad I didn't bring a certain uh, girlfriend of mine out there because <laughs> you'd be looking for a new girlfriend. I think so. Or I'd be looking for her because she would have crawled under some rock somewhere to escape the wind and the sun. <laughs> All in all, we came out unscathed, except Ron, with a detached retina. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Great what trip. might happen here, let me Great start trip. the conspiracy theory before we wrap it up. It's not Chris and JC that's here. It's the replacements. JC Johnson, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff, assuming you're not a replacement. Um, I've, I've replaced JC Johnson. He's in an underground facility that's thousands of years old thousands of years anyway you can find me on facebook jc johnson you can go to our crypto four corners c-r-y-p-t-o-f-o-u-r-c-o-r-n-e-r-s crypto four corners on youtube find us there find me on facebook and uh, open up a dialogue and we probably at this point i've got 32 public videos of research Actually, on-scene forensic situations where we've got horrible animal mutilations going on. So much more with J.C. Johnson. Chris O'Brien's site, OurStrangePlanet.com, in the final stages of a big makeover. You can check us out, ThePowerCast.com. That's ThePowerCast.com. 
on Twitter. We are the Paracast. We also have a fan club on Facebook. We're all over the place, aren't we? This has been a fascinating, entertaining session. Thank you so much, Chris, for setting this up. J.C. Johnson, thank you for joining us this week on the Paracast. Pleasure to be back, guys. Pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>